Times said last night, travelers on airplanes cried as they watched it on their seatback TVs. College students streamed it on their phones. TV screens at nail salons, sports bars, and hotel lobbies were turned to nothing else yesterday. Yeah. A lot of bars in D.C. We didn't get to this yesterday. A lot of bars had drinking specials, so you could go hang out at the bar, watch it on the big, big screen, and get your drink on. <sighs> Perhaps sexually harass the woman next to you. Perhaps. So uh, when we last left you, Lindsey Graham was uh, delivering a uh, much less uh, animated but uh, equally heartfelt speech about the process that's gone on, what he finds wrong with it, and the way uh, the judge has been treated. And is continuing now in the committee meeting. We'll let him wrap up. There have been five allegations here. The fifth allegation was brought to me by Senator Whitehouse, who did absolutely the right thing. Somebody contacted him in Rhode Island and said, a friend of his was on a boat with Mark Judge and Brett Kavanaugh, and they treated her badly. He went down and beat him up, and she won't come forward. I said, well, I'll make sure I'll join with you. Let the FBI look at it. And turned out not to be true. The fourth allegation was an anonymous allegation, a letter without a date or a return address sent to Cory Gardner just a few days ago. And he turned it over to the committee, and somebody on that side leaked it to NBC News, and it made it on the news, the fourth allegation. That really bothers me. I don't know what's going on over there, but that's not right. It was somebody over there. Now, about Miss hmm. Ford. I feel really bad that she wanted to remain anonymous and could not. The one thing I know for sure is that Diane Feinstein would not do this and did not do this. But I know for sure somebody did. It wasn't chatter from a friend. Three groups had this letter that was requested to be anonymous. Diane Feinstein and her staff, the congresswoman from California and her staff, and the lawyers. Somebody betrayed her trust, and if you can't figure out why, you shouldn't be driving. <laughs> to delay this hearing, to set in motion the destruction of this man, to keep this seat open past the election. That I know beyond any, any doubt. What else do I know? I about fell out of my chair when Dr. Ford said yesterday, I didn't know you would be willing to come to me. The email interactions between this committee and her lawyers, my staff would still welcome the opportunity to speak with Dr. Ford at any time, in any place, convenient to her. Come to us, or we to you. I'm willing to have my staff travel to Dr. Ford in California, or anywhere else, to obtain her testimony, September the 19th. Well, that wouldn't fit in the plan. It wouldn't be public, and it would get over with sooner than people wanted. I don't know what to believe, but I tend to believe that Dr. Ford did not know about this invitation. 
and I've been a lawyer most of my adult life, and somebody needs to ask the question to her lawyers, how could she not know about this? Are you beginning to understand what's been going on for a very long time in this case? It's not that hard to figure out. So if this is the new standard, the accusation proves itself to those who want to ask questions. You hate women. <clears throat> God help us all. If the new standard for the committee is that there is no presumption of anything, that you have to prove why somebody would accuse you. Not just say, I didn't do it, and here's why I didn't do it. But you've got to prove the motives of your accuser. God help us all. The Avenatti moment tells you what's going to happen if we keep this farce going. Plenty of time, plenty of opportunities to get to the truth. This has never been about the truth. This has been about delay and destruction. And if we reward this, it is the end of good people wanting to be judges. It is the end of any concept of the rule of law. It's the beginning of a process that will tear this country apart. And if I am chairman next year, if we keep the majority and Senator Grassley moves over, and I hope he doesn't because I think he's done a great job, I'm going to remember this. There's the process before Kavanaugh and the process after Kavanaugh. If you want to vet the nominee, you can. If you want to delay things for the next election, you will not. If you try to destroy somebody, you will not get away with it. <clears throat> Jeff is leaving. He has wrestled with this. He is trying to be fair. Jeff Flake of Arizona. I cannot tell you, Jeff, what happened 35 years ago. I can tell you this that through any legal system, this thing would not get out of the batter's box, and that everything I know about Judge Kavanaugh screams that this didn't happen, and all the other things. So, to my good friend, friends on the other side who are struggling, I think an FBI investigation is going to do nothing. It's not going to tell you any more than we know now. It's going to just keep it going and going and going until he breaks and he won't. Until the next five come forward. I'm going to vote yes. And I'm going to tell his two daughters that I'm proud of your dad. And I really, really believe he's a good man. And I'm going to tell Dr. Ford I am sorry you had to go through this too. Senator. Well, that's pretty good. 
That was pretty good. He's a man of substance. Um, uh, he, uh, he was talking this morning, I happened to hear him on uh, one of your cable news channels, about when he voted for uh, Kagan and Sotomayor that he got killed in South Carolina. They said, a number of your constituents were pretty unhappy with you. He said, a number, a number. How about all of them? Yeah, he was in a, uh, like Ted Cruz is in Texas right now, he was in a tough election fight where he was uh, he was in danger of losing mm-hmm. in South Carolina. But, um, duh, 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 duh. so, yeah, the two things he highlighted are interesting. And I agree with him. I don't think she was aware, and part of it is her personality, Ms. Ford, that uh, they were willing to come to her. If she'd have been reading the newspaper articles, she would have been aware, but, aware, but I'm not sure she was. Yeah. Her, her, her law team or the politicians around her or something... We're really jerking her around. Yeah, yeah. And then the who the who leaked the story. I, I don't know if we'll ever know that if an investigation will happen and someday that will come out. Somebody might proudly say it was me at some point. I don't know. I don't know. I doubt it. They're not Boy, certain who, in the Anita Hill thing, right? Who leaked that uh, that bizarre and quickly disposed of allegation about the the boat uh, assault? Right. Who, who in the uh, on the Democrat side of the Judiciary Committee leaked that? That one came and went really quickly. Now, As did the Avenatti thing. Nobody's even printing that, but NPR is still acting like it's out there. The fourth one, as they call it now, the one that was the uh, no return address envelope. Oh, that was the one that right. came to yeah, someone. That was the Colorado thing. So I was about to say that was, that might be the low point in our in our in our media's history. It depends on on how they wrote it because some of the stories were. The the Judiciary Committee is now looking at a letter in which this is claimed, which was true. And sure. that is news. Mm-hmm. They've got another claim that they're looking into. Right. Um, to, of course, the Judiciary Committee looks into it before they release it to the news. Right. Whoever, because you don't want to tar people with false allegations because a lie will walk around the world while the truth is putting on its shoes. Whoever leaked Twain. it to the media, though, and didn't say... It came in an envelope with no return address, and it's just completely anonymous. That's a smear. That is just not something you should be. You should not get to be on the Judiciary Committee and do that. No. That was not an attempt in any way to get to the truth. I mean, that was ugly. And as he said, somebody on that side did that. I mean, Mm -hmm. that is just completely out of bounds. Right. No and, gray area on that and one. And the idea that some rogue staffer was going to do it. Well, I could believe that. Some of the, the, the senators are so old, their chiefs of staff are the senator. And they prop their ancient boss up on the dais there, and, and they, they ramble on. Actually, we've got Diane Feinstein coming up in, in that regard in a couple of minutes. But um, So I, one of those really powerful chiefs of staff might have done it, but the idea that it didn't come from the boss is, is silly. You wouldn't do that because your career would be over in an instant if you did that in defiance of your boss's will. Um, that's something. Lindsey Graham will either be the chair or the co-chair for the next 30 years. I think there needs to be a hell of a lot of pressure on Grassley to uh, to move over and let God. Lindsey grab the chair. I mean, clearly. Pressure from time? That's kind of already <laughs> working. Time, from God and nature. pointed out many times, Sean is undefeated. It's true. Uh, yeah, I'd say from the Republican Party. Well, all right, we need to save time for DiFi. Mm-hmm. And the whole, uh, who leaked it? Uh, I didn't. Did your staff? I don't know. <laughs> hey, Exchange. did you guys leak it? They, they say no. <laughs> it was uh, strange and entertaining and troubling. And... For John Stewart, Lindsey Graham did not did not say I declare one time in that speech. <laughs> Heavens to Betsy, what are we doing? <laughs>
He didn't say that. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. play some more of Kavanaugh's opening statement later because a lot of you might have missed it. It came in the uh, at noon. Um, but man, he came out. He we walked in mad. Came out hot and really got after it. I think. I think. I just said off the air. I hope there's a book written about this someday. It's book worthy. Like oh, yeah. somebody who interviews all the participants, figures out what happened at every level, what they were thinking, their tactics. Because he rewrote his opening statement. That everybody in the media had, he decided at some point, I'll bet it was after those last allegations came out overnight. Right. I really think that he decided, I don't effing care anymore. Right. I do not effing care if I'm a Supreme Court justice or not. I'm going to go out and scream at these people, but I'm tired of this ass. Yeah. I think that's what he decided. I'm going to abandon strategy and just speak the truth as I see it. Yeah, because exactly. he was fired up. That was that was a that was a a gamble, and, uh, yeah, and he went with it. Let's make that part of the news. Somebody tell Marshall we want a big long chunk of Kavanaugh's opening statement in the news. Okay, somebody got that? I'm getting blank stares. Um, let's see. Uh, all right, the, I look at you like a dog or a cat. Just look at you. Did Don you say Henley said like a cow at a passing train. <laughs> One of my favorite lines. Uh, let's, uh, start with, let's just play 39 through 43, uh, clips 39 through 43 in quick succession. This is, uh, the inquiry into who leaked, uh, Dr. Ford's letter to the media. The ranking member did not refer it to the FBI for an investigation. The ranking member did not refer it to the full committee for an investigation. The ranking member, this committee could have investigated those claims in a confidential way that respected Dr. Ford's privacy. He's talking about Dianne Feinstein, the ranking member. And some of the most significant testimony we heard this morning is Dr. Ford told this committee that the only people to whom she gave her letter were her attorneys, the ranking member, and her member of Congress. And she stated that she and her attorneys did not release the letter, which means the only people that could have released that that letter were either the ranking member and her staff or the Democratic member of Congress, because Dr. Ford told this committee those are the only people who had it. Mr. Chairman, um, let me be clear. I did not hide Dr. Ford's allegations. I did not leak her story. She asked me to hold it confidential, and I kept it confidential as she asked. Can you tell us that your staff did not leak it? Oh, I don't believe my staff would leak it. I have not asked that question directly, but do you, I do, do you, not believe do you know they that? would. I mean, how in the world could that get in the hands of the of the press? The answer the is people... no. The staff have you have you asked your, have you asked your staff or other I staff members of the Judiciary Committee? They, 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 pardon me. Well, a, a, yes. Jennifer well, reminds me I've asked her before about thanks, it. Jennifer. Well, somebody, and that's true. Well, somebody leaked it if it wasn't you. Well, it was. Uh, I'm telling you, it was not. I did not. I mean, I was asked to keep it confidential. And, and I'm criticized for that, too. Man, if you're at the age where you can't remember 
if you asked the people that work for you if they did something that would be politically explosive. Like nuclear bomb explosive. You don't remember if you asked them that or not. That's, right. that's a problem. Yeah. You've already asked me that? You asked me that before? And, well, I and, asked them before. And I said so no. <laughs> that little she's putting words in your mouth because you don't remember exchange was a little troubling. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Her I, and Grassley, just nice people. Uh, give them like their honorary chairs behind the people that do the actual talking. Something yeah. really soft and cushiony. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I trust Lindsey Graham's judgment on this. If he thinks Di-Fi is telling the truth, I believe she's telling the truth. Um, but somebody leaked it, well, does and she it was for obvious like, purposes. Does she seem like the sort of person that would be very easily either manipulated or they'd leak it without her knowledge? Yes. I mean, obviously. Yeah, yes. She barely knows. Yeah. Well, I've heard stories from politics of, of the very old or sick or dying senators or powerful people in state politics, and their chief of staff is that well, senator. Lindsey Graham keeps referencing Strom Thurmond. That's right. the guy that was a senator in his seat before Lindsey Graham had it till he was, what, 90-some years old. Yeah. And everybody knew that that guy had no idea what was going on. <laughs> yeah, he, he was, was being led yeah. around from meeting to meeting. Right. And his staff, they were the senator from South Carolina. Right. He didn't utter a word, hardly. Because yeah. he, was, he was too old. He was near death. I don't even think he would knew where he was. Right. So, yeah. Agreed. It can, it can go to that extreme. There yeah. should be age limits. I don't, I don't uh, know about that. How about reflex tests or agility tests? Just put me in charge of it. I'll be very fair. I <laughs> you promise. Know, you know, honestly, I feel like I could, too. Yeah. I yeah. will be very fair. Yeah. I'll talk to you for a little bit. We'll just we'll go out for coffee. And I'll say, oh, yeah, he can do it. She can do it. And he can't. Right. Right. You got to have the governor appoint somebody. Same party. Um, that's fine. Have an election. That's the power of incumbency. Um, you have DiFi winning the uh, the primary this time, even though she's ancient, a woman of honor, I believe, but uh, ancient. Anyway, uh, have we gotten word to Marshall? I want a big, fat, honking chunk of Kavanaugh's opening statement for the news. I had another comment I was going to make in the DiFi and the letter and the was oh you know one thing that I thought the Republicans once they finally started standing up for themselves made a really good argument with um and both sides are talking past each other on this whole we want an FBI investigation right thing which at this point I can understand that argument mm-hmm. the argument from the other side is look at all these meetings they had behind closed doors with the guy and you never brought this up. And then when we did start to inquire about it, you didn't participate. See, that's a, <clears throat> it reminds me of some tainted evidence rules in criminal law where even though, um, and I can't remember what this doctrine is called, but even though um, this evidence is real, it was obtained in such an unethical and tainted and, and unconstitutional way, we, the people, can't reward that by admitting it into court. So even though it's legit in terms of guilt or innocence it's out you can't use it otherwise the system falls apart and there's no disincentive for doing something unconstitutional so mm. what's coming up in your news marshall well we've got big fat chunks of kavanaugh's opening statement As for requested. you thank you chaos continuing on capitol hill with dems walking out of the judiciary committee meeting and u.s kids are getting weaker and weaker with every passing year what is going on are we going to talk about grip strength <laughs> we could. Bare knuckle boxing yes. in elementary schools. That's yes. what I say. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, quick 
need a one market, one word market review from Sean, who's a big time investor now. Literal hundreds of dollars. Yeah, hundreds of dollars. Just making say. moves in the market. If you want to see uh, all of his ideas for investing, there are they are at your blog. Yes, yes. But now every day we've got Sean's one word market review, and it is. <laughs> Cruising. The markets are cruising. <laughs> okay, I will invest accordingly. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the Senate Judiciary Committee is moving forward on the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. In a tense session this morning, several Democrats exited the room in protest. California Senator Kamala Harris telling reporters out in the hallway, she's walked out. For the sake of our democracy and the integrity of our democracy, You would think that members of the United States Senate would say, wait a minute, there's enough here to push pause. So, and it was an 11 to 10 vote on the initial vote was, we want to subpoena Judge. Kavanaugh's friend who supposedly was in the room, it went down 11 to 10, strictly along party lines. And then from that point on, the Democrats were out. And then the real vote happens at 1030 this morning. Correct. Which will almost certainly be 11 to whatever number of Democrats show up, which I don't think it's going to be many. Right. Might just be uh, die, die fi the chair. I assume she'll show up. During the, the, during the discussion, Iowa Republican Chuck Grassley praised Kavanaugh and said the committee will be voting today to go ahead and send the nomination to the full Senate. Republican Senator Orrin Hatch saying, well, you know, this is about time. We've had enough time on this to, to choke a horse. And I just have to say, let's be fair about this. Let's vote whichever way we want to. And let's... Uh, Let's move on this. Enough time to chuck a horse. What is that old-timey <laughs> reference I'm not familiar with? I don't know. I, I come from a family of old-timey rural references, and I haven't heard enough time to chuck a horse. Well, you can't just horse chuck like blinking an eye. I mean, it takes a while. Where's huh. the lead-up to preparation? Also, California Democrat Diane Feinstein was arguing against moving Kavanaugh's nomination forward until serious allegations of sexual assault against him can be fully investigated. And during her statement, she went out of her way to cast uh, doubt on his character, his qualifications to be a Supreme Court justice. This was not someone who reflected an impartial temperament or the fairness and even-handedness one would see in a judge. This was someone who was aggressive and belligerent. Well, during the four... (sighs) That is pathetic. The guy's been... A top federal judge, hundreds of cases, hundreds of decisions. You don't need to go back to his yearbook to speculate whether he could be an even-handed judge. He is a judge, and he's even-handed. He does have a weak stomach, though. There's that. Michael is (laughs) really spicy food and a couple of beers. You know what I liked as a former beer drinker, the nectar of the nitwick? Guy really stood up for beer throughout the day. I drank beer. I liked beer. I still like beer. I love beer. I mean, What's he was one now. <laughs> I had two before I came out here. During the hearings yesterday, Judge Kavanaugh tossed his prepared script and came out guns blazing. I was not at the party described by Dr. Ford. This confirmation process has become a national disgrace. The Constitution gives the Senate an important role in the confirmation process. But you have replaced advice and consent with search and destroy. Since my nomination in July, there's been a frenzy on the left to come up with something, anything, to block my confirmation. Shortly after I was nominated, the Democratic Senate leader said he would, quote, oppose me with everything he's got. 
a Democratic senator on this committee publicly, publicly referred to me as evil. Evil. Think about that word. And said that those who supported me were, quote, complicit in evil. That is a heck of a thing to say. That was Cory Booker who said that. I was really wondering yeah. whether that would come up. That is a heck of a thing yeah. to say. Oh, if you vote for him, you're complicit in evil. That's pretty over the top. And he had settled into a just indignant and unhappy. His first, like, he came right. out of the box so hot. Yeah, and I right. understand how you would be. Man, if people have been saying this stuff about me for weeks, I'd be pretty worked up, too. His first, <laughs> I mean, he was, he was mad. But so, yeah. Luke Russert tweeted yesterday. If a woman or my- son of Tim Russert, son of Tim Russert, okay. yes. Uh, if a woman or minority had an opening statement like that, they would be labeled hysterical and deranged. If you cannot see that as a white man, God love you. There That's you an interesting take. I think he's yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think he sees everything through the lens of uh, identity politics, which doesn't clarify it. Blinds. We have new research out did you today. See the, did you see the stuff later where he yes. was saying, I wanted to testify last week. I wanted to testify the day it came out. Right. I wanted to come in here immediately and talk. And it, God, you would have. This whole having to wait to talk about this while you're seeing this stuff in the news would just drive you crazy. And knowing it's being intentionally delayed while you're further demonized, that would be a little frustrating. Yeah. It was really illuminating. On both sides, both he and Ford seem to be kept out of the loop of some yeah. of these conversations yeah. Oh, yeah. of when Absolutely. this timing should be happening. Absolutely yeah. they were. They, they, yeah, they, they all, all, both of them could have been brought into a room and talked to very early on mm-hmm. behind closed doors, but nobody wanted that. New research shows today's kids are getting weaker and weaker due to change. Well, I, you know, I'd, I'd like to point out that the Republicans did want that. They offered every opportunity to Dr. Ford to speak immediately at the time and place of her choosing. Am I wrong on that? No, I don't think so. Uh, okay. New research showing kids are getting weaker and weaker, all because of changing lifestyles. The study looked specifically at 10-year-olds and found they are getting uh, much, much uh, taller, but at the same time more and more unfit than in the past. Like an overcooked string bean. (laughs) Unfit is a judgment. Are you talking about just strength? Strength, uh, you know, ability to you know run uh, far and fast, sure. leaping, jumping all how, around. How much leaping, jumping, and running are we going to need to do in the future? I just think we're evolving into a creature that sits around and runs computer joysticks. Right, with with little linguini arms and, and panting huge heads. Right, and, <laughs> yes. and fins. I don't know if that's mentioned in the study, Marshall. <laughs> no, fins, no. maybe gills, <laughs> lungs, and hearts that are that of right. a hummingbird. <laughs> Researchers think part of the reason is that schools are cutting back on fitness programs, and obviously kids are spending a lot more time sitting in front of screens and getting outside, running around, playing, and exercising. I've done a tiny percentage of the manual labor that my dad did, and I still did a lot. My kids are going to do very little manual labor compared to me. That has a ton to do with it. Oh, yeah. It's, we've... We've, we're making a transition from uh, much more physical beasts to much less physical beasts. That is clear. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Ladies, if you're looking for a physical beast, you got my number. <laughs> a physical wow. beast. Like, I did very little hay baling in my youth. You probably moved much hay in yes, your growing up Many, years. many thousands yeah. of bales. Um, really? Uh, thousands? Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. I bailed no hay. 
Jeez, just laid around. I didn't care. I spat on it. Um, so we're going to talk about the whole Elon Musk's in trouble with Drew Harwell, who's a guy I like. And how often did Kavanaugh mention beer yesterday? We'll have that for you coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Going all feeling strong. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I drank beer with my friends. Sometimes I had too many beers. I liked beer. I still like beer. I did not drink beer to the point of blacking out. Drinking beer, which I gladly do. If every American who drinks beer, every American who drank beer in high school, we drank beer, we drank beer, I liked beer, still like beer, we drank beer, we drank beer, too many beers, too many beers, we drank beer, we drank beer, I like beer, I like beer, we drank beer, we like beer. You ever play quarters? As a guy who liked beer, I was, I was happy to. Uh, t- it's in the public record too. <laughs> the importance Mr. of beer. Chairman. <laughs> By the way, Ted Cruz has just taken the microphone in the uh, the little thingy now, where they're all talking about how they're going to vote, and we'll play that for you coming up a little bit later. It's wow. pretty good. Okay, uh, please welcome uh, back to the Armstrong and Getty Show, the always excellent Drew Harwell of the Washington Post, to talk about our boy Elon Musk and how much trouble he might be in with the Security uh, Securities and Exchange Commission. Hey, Drew, how are you? Hey, great. How are you? Uh, terrific. Thank you. So uh, we're fans, but we understand that our boy Elon can get a little wacky. And uh, the SEC has a very low tolerance for wacky. What's happening? Yeah, they're not big fans of wacky. Well, it all goes back to a nine-word tweet that Elon sort of rolled out in the middle of the day in early August saying, funding secure. They were going to take Tesla private. They had the money to do this incredibly huge deal that would have changed the face of Tesla um, stock climbed 11 percent. Uh, 17 days after that, Elon said, actually, no deal. We're not going to do it. Um, and in the weeks since, there's been all these questions. Was there really the funding secured? Did Elon really have the, the backing to do this? Was he you know, under the influence of the marijuanas or Mary Jane, <laughs> as the kids call it? We don't know. Elon has said he was driving when he made the tweet, so that sort of uh, explains his thinking. But, you know, we saw Elon smoking weed on on a podcast. We've heard him talking about Ambien and red wine. He has lots of different vices, but we don't really know what went into this. But the the SEC says, you know, when he did make that proposal, um, he didn't have the backing, that he had just sort of um, pulled it out of thin air. And and now they're sort of saying, you know, that was was fraudulent. It kind of misled investors, and it put people in a bad spot thinking that um, Elon had the goods when maybe he really didn't. So you had the CEO of a publicly traded company issuing highly misleading and false information about the finances of his company. I didn't take it seriously, but but people did. I mean, I suppose you can't have a standard where there's some people to take seriously and some people you don't. But when he said that, I just thought that's Elon being Elon. Right. A lot of people thought it was a joke. You see in the SEC complaint, they, they got texts and emails from people. Even higher-ups are, are, are talking to Elon saying, is this a joke? Are you legit? Is this real? I mean, even people who manage the finances of Tesla didn't know whether it was real or not. And that or was he I mean, so high he didn't even know? Oh, settle down. <laughs> I mean, you know, Elon is the chief. What Elon decides goes. So, and everybody just kind of falls follows in his wake. Um, and, and this is a position where the SEC, everybody was 
expecting them to step in. I mean, this is a, a this is a what some people are calling you know sort of a clean case of fraud. When you make a big uh, big proposal like this, you've you've got to have you've got to have the support that 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 what you're saying is legit. I mean, that's why uh, public companies uh, public shareholders trust the companies to be telling them that um, you know what they're doing is is uh, true and supported. So you know the SEC investi- investigators are, are were very quick and and filing this case. Right. And, and 50 what, days since this week. So what have they uh, threatened and or vowed to do and how likely is it to happen? They threatened to ban Elon from running any public company, which is a huge, a huge blow. I mean, they threatened like the civil penalties and getting some money back, but that would change um, Elon stature. It would, it would affect Tesla as a company, which effectively is Elon. Um, and it would be a huge, a huge blow to to just this, you know, uh, aura he has um, created in Silicon Valley, where he's sort of held up as almost like a saint of renewable right. energy. Could he um, shoot him into yeah. space like he did that car? <laughs> <laughs> so could he just uh, appoint chief operating officers for Tesla, SpaceX, the Boring Company, um, and just remain as visionary uh, chief operating officer? And I'm sorry, he would hire CEOs. Uh, he could. He hasn't. And the board hasn't either. I mean, this has been the thing that lots of investors have been asking for for months. Let Elon take a break. Put him in some happy role as head visionary and let, um, you know, this experienced operational chief like out of Detroit, maybe um, r- run the company. This is what SpaceX does. And they run uh, very well, actually, and make a lot of money because they have somebody like Gwen Shotwell, who's who's pulling the day to day levers. Um, uh, but Tesla hasn't done that. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of pressure on the board to uh, finally stand up and do, uh, you know, what's predictable for the company and not just let sort of Elon run. It's it's our belief that Big Falcon Rocket is a play on words. Has the SEC looked into that? (laughs) <laughs> it's it's big effing rocket the drone. i mean clearly mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so is there any recourse will what the sec has said uh, ought to happen happen or does the battle begin now uh the battle begins it's going to be lawyer versus lawyer and tesla and elon are lawyering up um with some very big white collar securities fraud legators including some who used to work at the sec mm. um so this is going to be a, a huge case for the SEC. None of those investigators want to be, um, you know, go into the match and uh, lose against somebody like Elon, who 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 has shown very little regard for these these boring securities laws. Hey, and and yeah, there, there's nobody claiming that he like did that to try to make money off of it somehow, right? It's just he's just wacky. Not it was some sort of planned. I'm going to drive it up or drive it down. And then he and, dumped the stock right. or what have you. Yeah. Yeah, the complaint mainly just says that he was uh, he he was negligent that he yeah. that he didn't have yeah. the goods, not that he had some concocted some conspiracy to to screw over the short sellers who have invested against the company, which that was kind of the although he'd like to theory, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, he's yeah he he does not um, uh, mince words when he talks about how the shorts are the enemy of Tesla and the enemy of him, so. Um, you know that was that was a, a part of why people thought it was he, he rolled out this surprise to begin with. The always informative Drew Harwell of the Washington Post, national tech reporter covering artificial intelligence, big data. Uh, Drew, it's always great when we get a chance to talk. Thanks a million. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good to talk. Thanks. 
Uh, yeah, I want to talk to him uh, about, more about AI as, as that you know as the days go by because there's a lot of really interesting, troubling, wacky stuff going on artificial intelligence too. Have have the Tesla S models looked the same since the beginning? Are they changing? Because they look almost the same as they have for years. I don't know. I saw one that was looked kind of wacky and bulbous to me the other day, and I oh, didn't really? know if it was a that might have been a different our original model. air names wacky and bulbous. Yeah. Well, I, you can guess which one of us was which. It looks to me like the S model <laughs> stayed more or less the same, and I just feel yeah. like because I live in a town where I think two thirds of the Teslas in America <laughs> are driven, um, and uh, it's starting to look a little dated. I like. I love the idea. I'd like to have one myself. I know technology technologically, they're just freaking fantastic. Yeah. But it, it, it's starting to look a little dated. You know, there's a reason most car companies change the models fairly regularly. Sure. Yeah. And I just don't know if he's geared for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's about you know, it's more about the idea than because a lot of your vehicles out there, they're, they're they're the same thing year after year after year. They just they just change change the headlight style to get rounder or square depending on the fad at the time. Yep. Yep. Okay, what do we have that's just a... Oh, uh, you know what? I have two things that are just long enough. Please, make Is it your round and ju- bulbous? juvenile idiotic jokes. Number one, young man makes his major league debut yesterday as a pitcher for the Chicago White Sox. His ex-girlfriend takes the uh, moment to tweet, happy, bur- happy first MLB start to this piece of... Then the poop emoji. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks for wasting a year of my life. Wow. On and on and on. Oh, my God. Wow. You dated for one year and it didn't work out. And you're... <laughs> wow. Well, it's a little more complicated than that, but there's that. <laughs> yeah. She's not right. bouncing his child on her knee while she tweets this, is she? Uh, no, I don't okay. believe so. But she uh, also tweeted a bunch of pictures of them together and made it clear that he's a piece of crap. <laughs> you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.